On this episode, we smoke the Perla del Mar Carojo Toro, six and a quarter by 54 from J.C. Newman Cigars. We talk about the difference between natural and sun-grown wrappers, and also a little bit about the retro hail. I'm your host, Johnny Midas, and you're listening to Burn Line Podcast. Burn Line Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And what's up, everybody? Johnny Midas here on Burnline Podcast. Angel, how are we doing this morning? Trying to stay warm. It is cold, if you didn't know or realize. It is absolutely freezing. We've got this uh, PDM Corojo today, and uh, I'll go ahead and hold that up to the camera. This is by J.C. Newman. Props to them for putting a barcode on the back. Of course, yeah. there's still a price tag on the front. Remind yeah. me to have a convo with somebody about that um we're also going to talk about uh, retro hail and um the difference between natural and sun-grown wrappers on a cigar because that bothers everybody but i brought some stuff to show you all right i can't remember if i showed you that that's the van gogh yeah you showed me that but i don't think the listeners slash now viewers <laughs> yeah yeah got to see el septimo uh, sacred art collection van gogh and that is a big, big cigar. To get for some context, my hand is almost eleven inches from base to tip of my finger. So that is a fucking enormous cigar. It's a little bit bigger than Johnny Midas. It's a little bigger than Johnny Midas. Uh, <laughs> and then I've got this twenty twenty three um, Asylum Eleven. Nice. I'll hold that up for everybody to see. Um, Might have seen this coffin box around your local cigar store. Can I open it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I dig that. The... I like Asylum, man. Their boxes are always awesome. Dude, their their presentation is on fleek. Yeah. <laughs> I guess... Oh, man. I guess we can't even see the cigar, though. No, you can't. Well, so we can take it out. I mean... I didn't want to unwrap it, though. Yeah. That's what it looks like for everybody in the audience. It's like wrapped in this wax paper... Um, it's fancy, super fancy. cool that it's got the year on that wax paper. Yeah. So if you want a collectible, this is fucking it, man. Yeah, I'll slide that in. What? Uh, oh, yeah, and I got one more. This is the um, Paradomo 30th Anniversary Sun Grown. So, and this is the yeah. Robusto, my favorite size. Soft box press, like most of your Perdomo stuff. Yeah, uh, I didn't smoke it yet because I need to find the right time to smoke this. I just yeah. don't want to smoke it to smoke it. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't get a chance to talk to you when you gave it to me, but I was like, holy shit, he opened the box. Yeah, so, I did. I opened the box. He was like... And uh, smoked a couple. What's I in think, the box? Uh, <laughs> what's in the box? Yeah, I think I like the Sun Grown the best of Perdomo's offerings. Yeah. So, you know, they've got basically Connecticut... And sun grown and Maduro for everything they yeah. make. Wait, aren't they all sun grown? Well, <laughs> we're going to get into that. Yeah. But uh, those are the three wrappers, and most yeah. of the stuff you can get in those three. Now, there's some exceptions. You got yeah. the Champagne, which is a Connecticut, yeah. and then you get the Champagne Noir, which is not a Maduro, but it's not really a Connecticut. One of them shade grown, right? Um, well,. I'm not sure, like, their Connecticut's are, I'm not sure the seed, they're yeah. just shade-grown. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the what the actual leaf, it's not Connecticut broadleaf, necessarily. Right. I don't know the leaf, but I know they do shade-grow. Yeah. So that makes sense, out of yeah. the natural and sun-grown situation. Well, yeah, <laughs> um, natural is, natural is like the name that folks gave to yeah. stuff that's just grown out in the field, like normal, yeah. right? Um. Anyway, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, sorry to bounce. Yeah, a little bit more. But uh, today we're smoking the uh, PDM Corojo from J.C. Newman, and I left it in the cellar. I usually take the take it out of the cellar before the show because it sounds crazy on the microphone. That's not static. Yeah, but I left it on there uh, to show folks. It's got the barcode on the back of the cellar. So this this is a cigar that was made for retailers yeah a hundred percent it's affordable 
uh, it's good. We're going to smoke it, obviously, on the show. Um, accessible, and it's packaged for a retailer. So extra points to Newman for considering their customers uh, when putting this together. You can just put that in the point-of-sale system at your store, and it looks good, too. Yeah. Like the barcode yeah, labels. Yeah, the barcode. They put the J.C. Newman seal on it and then yeah. the yeah. PDM seal. Yeah, it's and, pretty uh, cool. Since we have the budget for it now, the pronunciation for PDM is Perla del Mar, which means <laughs> Pearl of the Sea. Pearl of the Sea. Yeah. So let's talk about the presentation on this uh, pearl. Um, the box is forgettable. Uh, it's just your standard cigar box, I would say. Yeah, it's not that uh, exciting. Honestly, yeah. for what it sh- with the story behind this, yeah, 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 it's like, come on, like, well, more art, maybe, but it's also low end. But yeah, yeah, I was expecting like open the lid and there's like a mural on the inside of like the conquistadores <laughs> discovering the golden, leaf, right? You know, that's right. Um, you want to talk about that story? Yeah. So apparently, the uh, explorers slash conquistadores, <laughs> the explorers, explorers. <laughs> Landed in uh, Cuba, early Cuba, and uh, they ran into the what we know as the Dorado tobacco, and uh, that was the first time they saw that tobacco, and they were like, oh, let's call it Pearl of the Sea, since we found it close to the sea. Yeah. But it doesn't look like a pearl, because pearls are white and yeah. shiny. So that's how the PDM tobacco slash cigar got its name, was from them showing up and said, hey, that looks like a pearl, somehow. Well... <laughs> Interesting uh, uh, branding or background. Yeah, um, definitely. The actual c- cigar, the wrapper looks great. It's not um, no. special. Like, nothing stands out about it. It looks like just a nice, well-crafted yeah. cigar. Um, soft box press. It's six and a quarter by 50. By 50? Four. I knew it was 54. Yeah, 54. Um, Which means once it decompresses from this soft box press, it's going to be bigger than that. Right. Um, It'll probably look a little larger. I really like the band on this. So you've got like this uh, matte reddish brown that really, it's just a little bit darker than the wrapper. Yeah. Right. And the presentation is different. Depending on the uh, wrapper you get. Right, because there's a Maduro as well. Right. right. Maduro, this Corojo, and then the Connecticut. Oh, I didn't even know there was a Connecticut. Yes. Really? Yes, sir. That's pretty cool. And this retails for $9 here at Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA. Yeah. Uh, well, a box of 25 will set you back $202. That comes out to just $8.10 a stick. So yeah. pretty affordable. Um, and, uh, you know, Newman makes, like, the Diamond Crown, mm-hmm. um, the Julius great Caesar. Smoke. Great yeah. smoke, yeah. So, you know, a lot of folks like Newman products. Right. Um, this the Brickhouse, yep. um, El Baton, right? Those are all Newman products. Yeah. This is on the little lower end, too, because the Caesar and the uh, Diamond Crown right. are not cheap right. cigars. So if you like the Julius Caesar and the Diamond Crown and you want to try something, you know, from right. Newman, this is your affordable one, your approachable run, right? Yep. And that's, you know, that price point for a Toro, like, that's, that's, um, oh my God, Perdomo territory. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, the amount of smoke you get for the price to smoke ratio is freaking insane and phenomenal. And we didn't do our intro. So you're listening to Burn Lion Podcast coming to you as always, not live from the hot box, the smoky (laughs) back room where deals of struck and fortunes are made adjacent to the Blanco Cigar Lounge, nestled among the complex of rooms that comprise Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA. The only Blanco Cigar Lounge in North America. And uh, now you can see it because we're yeah. back on video. So this is the hot box. This and it's about to, room. yeah, it's about to get really fucking smoky. But it won't if Johnny Midas keeps running his golden palate instead of lighting up the cigar. So I think it is time for our official cutting. All right. I'm going to use my Drew Estate... Double guillotine, close-ended, and you're using the Craftsman's Bench? Yep, Craftsman's Bench, open-ended, double guillotine. Double guillotine. The official cutting is brought to you by Fat Boys Cigars. The bold and delicious flavors of premium tobacco are highlighted in the original Jacked Cigar by Fat Boys Cigars. 
And don't forget to try the new Fat Boy Cigars Boots on the Ground series. For every cigar in this series, Fat Boy Cigars will donate $1 to a charity benefiting our frontline heroes. Fat Boy Cigars, welcome to the Fat Boy's world. As always, we remind you to clip that cigar with authority. No limp-wristed cutting allowed. It was a little aggressive. Oh, very, very. Yeah. I think I'm gonna clip mine again. Oh you can see it's, no! It's not quite enough. I don't think. You didn't clip it with authority. What's going on there? I clipped it with authority. I just missed. Clipped it shittily with authority. <laughs> and uh, this is the hand job we always talk about. Oh yeah, hey, by the yeah. way, the hand job. Yeah. I'm just, you know, and then I'm not gonna zoom in or do anything fucking weird because that's too much work. But uh, you just get to watch this. Yeah, like all Thanks. the speckles of tobacco or whatever. You can see right here. And yeah. uh, it is time to light these cigars, I think. So, want the sure. Rocky Patel Golden the... Cross. I have got the fake DuPont side light. Not the Johnny Midas lighter. <laughs> I don't have my official Johnny Midas gold bar lighter. One in a million. Yeah. One of a million. And this is kind of what roasting your cigar or toasting your cigar with a soft flame looks like. As always, we remind you, toasted, not roasted. So I, I like the visual. Yeah. Right now that we're, we're visual, folks can see. This is what we're doing when I'm cutting all that dead air out of the audio podcast. Especially right. like if we got newbies or you know newbies are just jumping into the uh, yeah podcast. Uh, you know what? Uh, when I was um, behind the counter, <clears throat> that was one of my favorite parts was teaching uh, new people how to do all this. You know, the cut, the light, mm-hmm. the toast. Now you're taking a bit longer than maybe normal because that's a single flame. Yeah. And on the camera, they're probably seeing the soft flame and yeah. not the jet. That's why it's so far away. And it's it. <laughs> Uh, why don't you grab that Paleo 3 flame down there? Yeah. The Paleolithic. Maybe. There we go. Now we're ready for liftoff. All right. And that's kind of what a uh, good light uh, looks like. Kind of. <laughs> a little struggling, obviously. This morning. I just meant uh, how much time it actually takes to get a good toast on your cigar. If you're yeah. toasting it, not just sucking the flame in and blowing yeah. the hell out of it. Don't be that guy that like jets up right into your cigar. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Take your time. You're smoking a cigar. Just remember that. You're smoking a cigar. You're going to be taking your time. You know, no rush. Hopefully no rush. Yeah, like if there's a rush, you're probably doing it wrong, or it might not be the right hobby for you, you know? Yeah. So I had a little, uh, you can see right here the cap leaf actually detached. I see it, yeah. Uh, kind of common, you know, if if something's going to fuck up, it's often that. Yeah. Um, you did get a double cut, so. I did double cut it. I put it under some stress, and it kind of kind of failed there. Um but you can see the little little wrinkle right there that was already there. That that's what happened. But yeah. pretty uh, pretty common. So this is the uh, Perla del Mar Carojo. It comes in three wrappers. Yep. Right. The Connecticut, the Carojo, and the Maduro. And it is from J.C. Newman Cigars. Um, this is a Toro, six and a quarter by fifty four, soft box pressed. And uh, you already talked about the kind of cool backstory yeah um so when it comes to presentation and i don't know if everyone can see the band there i love it man like the a, a plus on the band yeah the the band is great like c plus on the box <laughs> yeah yeah something like that <laughs> yeah also uh i think it would be super cool i know they were probably trying to save costs right? yeah and i can't fault them for that but like they could have done a a cheapo cardboard type of box yeah. with a flip up lid and they could just have this same story. Yeah. 
on the inside lid of the box with like some artwork or something. Yeah, it might have some. In- well, just got a thought. Maybe you, you. Uh, I want to see what you think about it. I think maybe what they were trying to do, but I mean, if it's been around longer, my thinking is they were trying to avoid copying New World or looking like New World. Could be, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. But I mean, since 1895, I think you got the jump on New World. But you could just still, you could just have the story you just shared. Mm-hmm. Like you could have that inside the lid, so when the retailer pops it open, right. You know, or something like a conquistador helmet or something, or yeah. you could just have a fucking like uh, oyster with a pearl in it. Yeah, you know, you don't even have Absolutely. to do like the Spanish influence art or whatever. Or like a golden tobacco leaf in the oyster. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. or a, a tobacco leaf with a pearl in it. Mm-hmm. Or there's there's endless combos. It yeah, could that they could have done. It doesn't even have to be in color. It could just be like, you know, this <clears throat> this cream color here with yeah. like that brown color writing yeah like just some etching yeah yeah and like an outline of like a pearl and an oyster or yeah kind of like the or... gray cliff box that has just the etching on the inside yeah 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 i think so well we'll get a chance to talk all about this when we rate them for presentation yeah but I, yeah. overall man this is a fucking cool cigar like, yeah, it really is like this is the kind of car a cigar like if you want to look like you're smoking a cigar this yeah. is it. Yeah, like, this is a cigar cigar. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's got the band, like, it's not gimmicky or childish, you know, artwork. It looks like it could be expensive, but it's not, which is no. a real benefit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I smoked this for the first time last year, and I must say, I smoked the Maduro right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one hell of a smoke, and absolutely different from anything I've ever smoked. So that's one of the cool things about this cigar as well. Like when I introduce people to this cigar, I'm like, it's hard for me to describe the flavor. We're going to do a better job on this one. Uh, I'm going to try to do a better job on here. But when I'm trying to pitch this, I'm like, this is something you haven't tasted before. It's just a very unique flavor. Yeah. Well, Corojo is probably my favorite rapper. Um, you know, I swing back and forth. Ecuadorian Sumatra is really high on my list right now. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, and actual African Cameroon. Um, I don't think I've had any actual African Cameroon. And then on top of that, the fucking like properly aged, like Pennsylvania broadleaf Maduro wrapper. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess it's hard to say I have a favorite wrapper, but like my default wrapper is like Corojo. Yeah. Um, so I was looking forward to this. And I would say right now it's a medium body. You can see the, the burn line is adequate. You know, it's not nothing to write home about. Um, it's a little, uh, little squirrely right now. We'll see how yeah. it evens out. Ash is stacking up nice. Yep. It's burning well. Rapper's mid-body. a little, yeah, mid body. Rapper's a little oily. I don't know. It seems kind of dry to me. A little shine, just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's not a dry cigar. That came no. out wrong, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel super oily to me. It's definitely not waxy. Yeah, it's got a little sheen, I guess. You can see the oil coming out, though, closer to the cherry. Like, yeah. south of the burn line, you can see the oil start to come out. So, Yeah, I do like the design on this band, man. It's kind of sharp. It is. I like it. I dig yeah. it. Um, oh, I wore my new uh, Omega Seamaster. Nice. Yeah. yeah. This is the uh, 007 edition or something so nice yeah it's all right which uh 007 do you know no it's just 007 just 007 yeah. it's not like whatever so Die it's another not a day version or something it's so it's just, not the cool one it's not sean connery it can be <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, there's pe- only one james bond sean and his name is sean connery <laughs> yeah uh i was more of a pierce brosnan kind of guy because that's the guy I grew up with. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think... Uh, well, I mean, Timothy Dalton should be, like, scratched from the record. Um, I would probably go with Sean Connery first. And then... I, pr- I probably go with Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig is definitely... But I think part really of that good. is just... 
his movies were a little less like they just went way too far like you're fucking driving an Aston Martin off an iceberg or something and yeah. crashing a helicopter you know it's like no. they got a little a little too fast and furiously for me yeah yeah it did and I think it I think part of that was like they were exploring that shit in the 90s and they're mm-hmm. like hey look what we can do on camera you know and it was cool yeah and now after like 27 Michael Bay movies we're all like oh. yeah you know, like <laughs> uh Definitely, like Casino Royale was probably the most realistic of the modern Bond films. You know, that's the one I didn't really finish seeing. Oh yeah, the first, like the reboot one. Yeah, I mean, there was tons of crazy stuff, like running up a fucking crane and stuff. Yeah, but there weren't any stupid gadgets. You know, yeah, it was kind of believable storyline for James Bond. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we're far enough in to give some commentary on taste. So. Tell me what, uh, All right. oh, by the way, uh, a little bit more about the cigar. It is a Nicaraguan Puro. The Corojo wrapper, though, is grown from Ecuadorian seeds in Nicaragua. So that's the provenance, I guess, Cuba to Ecuador to yeah. Nicaragua Yep. Uh, for the wrapper. Also to note, this was previously owned by a Cuban company. I'm not sure when it switched hands, but it did at some point, clearly around the revolution. Yeah, yeah, the you mean the name. Yeah. Yeah. The name yeah, the, and the, the and then the blend. Yeah. So I doubt the blend is anything close to what it used to be. Maybe, but that's just what it's uh they said, but like yeah, yeah. like what we were looking up, Jason Newman doesn't really reveal much about it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I don't know. That might be on par then why they don't say anything. Hmm. I'd say uh medium to slightly light smoke output. Yeah. The, Definitely light. It's on the light, like not the not the character of the smoke itself, but the amount of smoke. Yeah, I'd say it's lighter than medium. Yeah, smoke output. When I keep drawing, it's uh, I'm getting a little overzealous every time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm gonna assume good draw for you. Yeah, it's a good draw. I measure the smoke output by the number of smoke rings I can blow. Mm-hmm. And so with this one, I got like two and a half. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's on the yeah. like three is medium. Yeah, smoke output four is like heavy. Yeah, yeah. This is a little uh, heavier on the draw. Not like super tough to draw, but a little tight. Yeah, a little tight. So with my this is like just a normal cut, and I agree. Uh, I like a an authoritative draw to get smoke out of my cigar. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think this is uh, on the tighter side. Sometimes box presses actually tighten up as they smoke. Sometimes they loosen up. <laughs> Mostly they tighten up, though. Yeah. A little bit, oddly. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on taste? Um, I'm getting a little bit of sweetness. Yeah, definitely. Because it's an Ecuadorian seed. Um, I would say sweet cedar. Like if yeah, I, I keep a, going to that sweet cedar. Yeah, like if I if I took a cedar plank, and I took some simple syrup. Yeah. And I was stirring the simple syrup for a cocktail, like with that cedar stick, and then I kind of scraped it off on the edge of the pan, and then I just kind of like ran it past my nose. That's really what I'm getting. Um, I think there's a little earth in there, and it's a little like there's a little like spicy earth. Yeah, just you know, a little bit. Um, it's very, I don't know, like mild and smooth. Like the flavors kind of, they go together really well. You know, like it's hard to pick them out, sort of. Um, but those are the primary flavors right now, I would say, is like a, a spicy earth. Yeah. And a cedar, a sweet cedar. Yeah. No sea salt. No sea salt. Or pearls. Or pearls. <laughs> no, no more. No more. No <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I think those are some pretty good initial tastings. And, you know, as we smoke it down, we'll see if it starts to change and stuff. Okay. About a half inch. Half inch in. So. Yep. Yeah. About three quarters, maybe. Your burn line's better than mine. Yeah. That was a great smoke, man. Uh, so, it still uh, hasn't hasn't really changed shape. 
I know we're not that far down, yeah, but yeah, it's interesting. That means it's burning pretty cool. It looks like yeah, yeah. So not a lot Mine's of heat build. A little up. more barely around the burn yeah. line. I think you just got to smoke more. Maybe, but look, see how the ash is still oval shaped. Yeah. A lot of the time on your box press, it'll just be a round yep. ash because it expands as it heats up back to its back to its round origin. Um, socials. Thank you, everybody that has reached out. You can reach us at Burnline Podcast on all the socials. How's the Facebook page coming along? We're getting views, just right. not as many interactions. And obviously, we got a shout out from 2C. Oh, yeah. Once again, yeah. thanks for the coffee. Thanks for the coffee. That is appreciate that. Um, yeah. And of course, we're on Instagram. I'll post some stuff like this uh, Asylum 2023 11. Number 11, stuff that uh, doesn't make it on the show. Yeah. Uh, I post a lot of that stuff on the Instagram. Um, you know, as well as some beauty shots of Johnny Midas in his natural habitat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so reach out, and of course, you can comment, DM, whatever. Um, yeah. We do have a. Uh, DM from Instagram is what uh, kicked off our tobacconist tip of the week that we're going to get to in a minute. Okay. And uh, that's, hey, can you talk about how to actually retrohale for somebody that hasn't done it before? Yeah. Yeah, great, great uh, question. So we're going to get into that. Shout out to Amanda Lynn for that um, comment. And you can email us as well, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line, and we would love to read your email on air. Make this a show about you, which is really what Burnline Podcast is all Absolutely. about. Absolutely, uncommon cigar knowledge for the common cigar smoker. Um, so keep that uh, keep that train rolling. Help us out, like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. And of course, we're on YouTube uh, as well as Spotify and what Google Podcasts and Stitcher and SoundCloud and. I don't know. Pretty uh, almost everything. I don't think we're on Apple. I think that's the only. I have one. no idea. I don't have yeah. anything Apple. So yeah, yeah. That, that's the only one, and it's just because it's a pain in the dick, and you got to pay money. So yeah. Um. That's where we're at on the socials. So I think with that, it is time for the tobacconist tip of the week. And now your tobacconist tip of the week with Angel Solorio. Okay. So, retrohale. Uh, best way I can explain it is, so you're going to do your regular draw, but you're going to exhale through the nostrils. It might be a little bit more difficult for the beginner, but definitely for the uh, more intermediate to, you know, people with experience. I don't want to say expert, because I don't know if there's an expert or, you know, cigar smoker, because I don't really think that's a thing. When it comes yeah, to this. Yeah, experienced. Just experienced smoker. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, let me walk you through. And I don't actually exhale when I retrohale. Okay. Um, maybe a little bit sometimes. But uh, here's, what, here's what we're going to do. You're going to do a normal draw. Okay. Now, how you draw is with your tongue. You draw it to the back of your mouth. You're not breathing in. If you do that, you'll choke to death, right? <laughs> so you're pulling smoke into your mouth with your tongue. You're not breathing. Or some folks, depending on your level of experience and stuff, you might be breathing in through your nose mm -hmm. uh, while you're drawing in through your mouth. But I don't. No. I just, I am not breathing whatsoever when I take smoke into my mouth from my cigar. Throat's closed. I'm just using my tongue as, I as you pull your tongue back towards your throat. It just draws air in like a syringe. Yeah. Right. Robert, at this point, I have a big mouthful of smoke. Now, all I'm going to do is open my nostrils and push my tongue towards the roof of my mouth, and it pushes the smoke out of the nose. Yeah. At the same time, I might exhale through my nose a little bit, kind of gets the flow going, but I barely breathe out at all while I'm uh, retrohaling. So I'm going to kind of put that all together and uh, show folks. In. Out through the nose. Yep, I kind of cheated it a little there, but. Uh, <clears throat> and I will uh, do a combo too. 
like I'll start the air going through my nose yeah. and then push the rest out through my mouth because I'm just trying to get that extra flavor. Yeah. Um, but I also need to breathe and stuff like that, you know. So so basically what the retrohale does, um, it adds to the experience. It's not like a flex or anything. Um, when you're smoking a cigar, you know, you're getting a lot of your flavor through your mouth. So you're very limited on that, especially when it's just smoke. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's just smoke. So your tongue is, you know, your palate's going to pick up on maybe, what, 40 to 50% of the flavor of the cigar. Right. And then once you go through your nostrils, now you're bringing in another sense into it. So that's probably going to jump it up to, what, maybe 70% of the flavor. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of what we're doing when we taste anything is smell. Yeah. Like, two go together, whether it's food, wine, whatever. Um, The problem with cigars is if you breathe in through your nose. Yeah, you can smell it, but I literally just choked doing that yeah just a sniff because the smoke is like heavy and particulate yep and uh as soon as it hits your lungs it's like no yeah. that is not how you're supposed to do this right yeah because um, um i mean it's proven scientifically you can taste with your smell alone yeah, yeah, yeah. alone with your smell you can taste yeah. so by getting the smoke into your nostrils you're improving your uh, what you're tasting, the number of yeah. things you're tasting, uh, without breathing into your lungs. Right. And I'm still like, just from that demonstration, <laughs> like, I have to cough and watery eyes and stuff like that. Right? It's just not, you know, yeah. cigar smoke's not designed to be sucked into your lungs, and so it's kind of like a, a reverse sniff. Yeah. You know, you're sniffing out, and yep. uh, that lets you smell the smoke without choking to death. Yep. So. That's kind of your uh, your retrohead. That's the value of it. And yeah. man, so did you start retrohaling right away? Did you start later? How did I that... definitely did not. I think I started last year or the year before. Okay, maybe twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'd, way way later into my smoking. Um, I just never thought about it. Nobody ever mentioned it when I first smoked. So, yeah, I think I read about it online or something. Um. And gave it a shot, and man, game changer. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah. Like, um, I mostly retrohale on cigars like this and, like, something more higher end. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like a house cigar, I won't even bother. Or mm-hmm. something that I just want to smoke, I won't bother. But, you know, once you're getting into the more complex cigars, I definitely do it. And there's a few that, uh, like the... Um Padron 1926. Yeah, I'll retrohale once every few minutes, five, ten minutes, because it's so strong. Like, mm-hmm. it singes my nose hair. That's yeah. what it feels like. It's like it's oh, you'll definitely, singing my nose. You'll definitely catch a quicker buzz doing it that way as yeah. well. Yeah. So, because <clears throat> so you Strong cigars. Eh, be careful with the retrohale. Yeah. Yeah. Because you will get some of it. It won't make you choke, but it'll go into your lungs, so... Now you're adding more smoke and nicotine into your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what the retrohale will do. Yep. So just be cautious. <laughs> so um, back to the cigar, and you're about twice as far along as you were when we yep. first tasted it. I haven't detected any real change. It's still pretty much sweet cedar and spicy earth. Maybe a touch of leather now, though. Yeah, a little salty leather, maybe. Touch of salt. I don't taste the salt, but I do taste the leather. Okay, a little leathery. Maybe there is sea salt in this. <laughs> Just a little pinch. Just a little pinch. Yep. Um, and I would say definitely mid-bodied. Yeah. Um. Till we get closer to the end, where, I mean, what have we come across so far? Every time we smoke a Nicaraguan poodle. By the time yeah, you, you, you get, get closer to the end, it's like, third. whoa, there it is. Yeah. yeah, first third to last third, it picks up. Yeah. yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me. But uh, right now, it's just mid-bodied, um, mid-strength. Yeah. The smoke output, I would like a little more smoke output on Yeah, definitely a little bit you know, more. You I'm know, not sure what the, what the deal is there, but... It's missing a lot of the Cuban-esque details to it. Yeah, yeah. 
but it's got a good uh, good flavor profile at this price point. You know, this is a nice daily smoke. I think it's yeah. just there's plenty of folks I know that daily cigars that want something a little with a little more smoke and a little more strength. Yeah, uh, not a lot more, but if you compare this to like a, I think a comparison to a Perdomo is apt. So like a Perdomo Habano Sungrown. Mm-hmm. Dude, that sungrown has way more flavor and spice and punch, and you know it's the same price point. So interesting, definitely like this is definitely a smoother stick though. Yeah, than the Perdomo is. All right, with that, uh, why don't we talk about the difference between sungrown and natural wrapper? So. Uh, They're both naturally sun-grown. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right. So we've been talking about, we will always talk about on this show, the difficulty with cigar nomenclature and oh, taxonomy. Yeah. And like, you know, the because branding and marketing versus like, you know, technical stuff, like it's always different. So it reminds me of Saturn back in the 90s. I don't know if you remember. It was a... GM brand that made small cars. Yeah, I remember Saturn. Yeah. Um, They had an engineering defect where when you were rear-ended frequently, you know, you you go forward, hit the airbag, and then go back. And when the occupant would go back, the seat would break. (laughs) And the seat would collapse into the back seat. Nice. The driver's seat, yeah, or passenger seat. And it was an engineering defect, full stop, and it was marketed as a benefit by GM as collapsing seats. The car takes the impact of the crash, not your spinal column, right? That's well, um, not how that works, GM. I, I don't know if it works that way or not. All I know is that's how marketing works for damn sure, right? <laughs> so, and uh, you run into that problem a lot with how cigars are named. So this is a Corojo. It was grown out in the sun. Is it sun grown or natural? Uh, def- I think it's natural because it's uh, grown in a valley. Well, so here's what I came up with. Um, and if you know more than this, shoot us a line, burnlinepodcast.gmail.com, or reach out on the Instas. Um, of course, I did my internet research, but I also talked to a couple of guys that are in the industry growing, right? They grow yeah. tobacco. And here's what they said. Natural is the older term, and it means you took the leaf, you aged it, um, cured it and made a cigar out of it. It just grew outside. As opposed to um, Maduro or Oscuro, where there's a specific uh, process to the aging and curing, like you're doing it this way for this amount of time, at this temperature, etc., etc. Natural is like, no, I grew a tobacco out in the leaf, uh, tobacco leaf out in the wild, and, you know, I cut it at some point, yep. you know, bundled it up. Let it dry out, you know, put it in a pillow, made a cigar. Yep. Um, Sun Grown came along later as more of a marketing term. And it typically refers to tobacco that's kind of grown more in the plain where it gets sun all the time. Right. Now, that, that's not a super like unless you're unless you're modifying. Like the biome intentionally, that's not a, really a fair. Um. I don't know, terminology, because, well, what about Cameroon? Like, I don't know if you've seen Cameroon, but it's pretty fucking flat. Yeah. You know, like, so that's sun ground by default. <laughs> you know? um, and so where it bleeds over really into actual process, when they say sun grown, typically they're leaving them out a little longer um, because they're not shade grown or something like that. They're definitely tougher, like physically thicker leaves and stuff. Um, and... They tend to develop a spiciness. So this is something that um, I was reading a couple of places. They're like sun-grown wrappers, you know, boost a fuller profile. Um, And they kept, like, a lot of different sites. I don't know if they're copying each other. They're like, there's a natural sweetness to a sun-grown wrapper. I don't know. I mean, in my experience, the main difference is it's spicier. Yeah. There's a a pepper component to sun-grown, specifically. Um, So... That's kind of like the differences that we came up with. Um, natural is 
really just means I didn't do anything special in the curing and aging process. And then sun-grown is, you know, kind of more of a marketing term. Every sun-grown is a natural. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and every leaf was grown in the sun at some point to some extent. You right. Know, like <laughs> you you got to have sunlight to grow anything. Maybe uh, some artificial sun somewhere. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah it <coughs> it's 2023, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could, you know... Maybe up here at some point we could probably grow it year round in a massive like greenhouse. Yeah, in a greenhouse. Yep. Um, so, experientially though, what can you expect? Because I think that's probably what matters to most of our listeners. You know, with a sun-grown wrapper, it's going to be a little darker. Than yeah. What they call a natural, and it should be a little spicier, a little pepperier. Yeah. Um, a little stronger, and that's pretty much it. You know, um, for some some companies like Perdomo, like they don't have anything they call a natural wrapper. Right? They have a Connecticut, which is grown in the shade. Um, they have a sun grown mm-hmm. and then they have a Maduro. Yeah. And uh, man, that's not a bad way to think about regular right. cigars. Yeah. It's like it's either just grown in the field or it's grown in the field with some extra processing to make it yeah. dark and rich and aged and everything. Or it's grown under some kind of shade. Yeah, and for those that don't know, shade grown means like they literally put massive, um, what would you call it, like canvas, like muslin, muslin. Yeah, yeah, it's sheets of cloth. Yeah, and so it doesn't allow for much sun to get through, but enough for them to grow because clearly you need yeah. sun for yeah. plants to grow. So, <clears throat> and it's a more expensive, more tedious process, right? And uh, those leaves are much lighter, mm-hmm. obviously. They don't get sunburned. No, uh, they don't. And greener. And right. uh, t- t- traditionally, you can, yeah. like, you know, the claim to fame with the Sobre Mesa is like, this is properly aged. Yeah. You know, Connecticut. Um, but traditionally, it's more bitter. Yep. Right. The, the leaf just, it has more chlorophyll in it, which makes it more bitter. Um, it's basically like... It's almost the the tobacco is almost in emergency response mode where it's like, I'm not getting enough. So I've got to like really fucking up my game, right? It, you know, and like overproduce. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of stressing the plant out a little bit uh, with that. Uh, that's a pretty nice ash. You got almost two inches there. Yep, I'm trying to go for it. So yeah, <laughs> see how far so we can go. So good construction. Yeah, definitely good construction since it's holding up this well. Um, the other thing with that shade grow, the other pro is like, it also has protection from the elements. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, how many times have we heard about crops getting lost to hail or heavy wind damage? Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, um, Newman is a big cigar manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, so is General. And, you know, if I wanted to hate on a cigar company you know general would be up there i think they have a lot of stuff that is overpriced for what you get and, yeah you know it doesn't have like the panache of you know a ferriotego or something yeah. like that you i know? can name another g company that <laughs> is not that impressive or worth yeah. it um having said that though if there's one thing that newman and general can do that is produce a high quality smoke at a low price point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of the Mark Twain Riverboat. Oh man! By General. I mean, dude, you can't fucking beat that with a stick. No. I mean, I bought boxes and boxes of it. That is definitely the dog walker. Like I can do anything with that. So right. I don't care. It was like four bucks. Yeah. But it's still good. It's and a good consistent cigar. Consistent quality. Well, same thing with this PDM. Now, for all of you out there in the interwebs, we do not typically save the cigar for the show because we want to be fair we typically will smoke one or two before we smoke it on the show there's some exceptions like the opus x is too fucking expensive i'm right and good luck trying to get more yeah yeah, to smoke before i might be writing up it as a business expense but it's still an expense (laughs) right um but for the pdms this was an easy one to Mm -hmm. smoke ahead of time um and very consistent like this is good quality good construction you can see it on your ash um, so shout out to Newman yeah, know, for their consistent absolutely. quality. 
There it goes. Damn Got it. it. All right, and the most impressive ash drop award of the day goes to El Fumo. Way to go. Nice. We'll get that later. <laughs> yeah, uh, good luck with that $17,000 uh, super phone you got there. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, That's what insurance is for. It's ash proof. Yep. All right, uh, so you're a little farther along than I am. Um, what, uh, what notes are you picking up? Anything changed? Not really, honestly. Yeah, very consistent. I like that it's not a one-note cigar. Yeah. However, the notes that it has, which is primarily four, yeah. right, which is peppered earth and sweet cedar. Um, Ooh, a little vegetal, actually. I, I was going to say, I'm picking up a touch of vegetal, vegetal yeah. bitters. Right at the end, as mm-hmm. it comes out. So it's cha- and, a, and a touch of leather now. Mm-hmm. So it's changing a little bit in this second third. Yeah, definitely. Uh, once you get further down, the vegetal is very, very pronounced. And then I've got a proper in- inhale of it. I think it's on the retro. You can definitely, I think the... Oh, on the retro, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what it's, it smells like? Mowing the grass. Yeah, it does. It does. I was going to say, um, you ever have like... Like, you're mowing the grass, and you got, like, a shed or something out back, and around the shed, there's all these, like, viney growth things that come up, and you take the weed whacker, and you just kind of knock them down, because you can't get close enough with the lawnmower. Yeah, like a dewy, That wet, smell yeah. that comes out when you're doing that, yeah. That is awesome. I did not pick that up on the Maduro. Mm-mm. So, there is a difference. It's kind of cool, though, because it, there's definitely a hint of leather... And then on this vegetal, it's it's starting to come in for me. I'm a little behind, I think. Um, there's a hint of floral okay. in there. Like, it's vegetal, but it's like when you have morning glories in the garden. Yeah. You know, you mm-hmm. got that little bit of flower smell in there, too, which is... That's definitely a Cuban thing. Um, that's kind of cool. So there's a Cuban part of it. <laughs> but I'll tell you that that sweet is still on yeah. there. Like, a lot of the time, like, especially the way that we set up our cigars and we toast them, like... That first couple of puffs is amazing. Yep. Compared to a lot of folks, that that's throwaway time. Like yeah. You're a half inch in before it's a real cigar, you know. And a lot of the time, you pick up the sweetness right off the bat. Yeah. And it tapers off. And this hasn't like no the back of your palate, especially if you skip the retrohale. There's just a lot of sweetness on it. Yep. Oh, I like that half retro though. Is really cool because like you get the sweet cedar. Yeah. A little bit of peppered earth. And then when you retrohale, like, you get the leather and and uh, kind of floral vegetal. Yeah. Also, not a not a stinky cigar either. Mm-mm. So that's, what, three or four non-stinky cigars we've had in a row? Yeah, this is not offensive. Like, if you, you know, smoke on the back porch or something, your neighbor's not going to be giving you the stink eye. Um, yeah, I think the... I think I would like a slightly, I mean, just slightly looser draw. And I think I would like a little bit more smoke output. Yeah. Um, those are kind of quibbly complaints, though, on a $9 stick. And a box of 25 is a good quantity. I yeah. feel like if you want a daily, this is a good one to go ahead and get that box discount here at Union Cigar Hanover. Yeah. You know, comes out to $8.10 a stick. Pretty yeah. good deal. So for 25 you can smoke for a month. Yeah. Yep. If you smoke a cigar every day, that's the way to go. And then just uh, save your pennies for the special, you know, occasion cigars yeah. throughout the month. Um, I'm coming up on a smoke-free month, so I have to make an exception for the podcast, I guess. <laughs> I'll have a weird fucking palate, though. Yeah. So yeah, every month I pick one thing to not do. Gotcha. And it just, to me, it just develops that discipline of like, no, I'm in fucking control. So one month <laughs> I'll skip caffeine. You know those months because I'm a real bitch. Um, and then <laughs> some months. I'm not it's looking like, forward to it. Yeah, some months it's sugar. Some months it's chocolate. It should always be sugar. Some months it's meat. And. That sounds terrible. Some months it's cigars. That sounds terrible as well. Those are my two least favorite months of the year. Yeah, I would say. 
I mean, all I eat is meat and vegetables. Like, mm-hmm. I'll throw, I'll definitely do some grains like rice or some beans. Yeah. But uh, as side dishes, it's just meat and veg that, and eggs. I'll have eggs for breakfast, but that's it. That's my primary diet. So when you take the meat out, it's like, what do I do? I don't, yeah. I don't even know what. What is do. life? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you're not an animal murderer for a month. Mm. <laughs> I prefer to eat things that had faces. <laughs> I saw this pita ad and it had like this beautifully dressed lamb chop. And then underneath it had this lamb that had just been birthed. And it was like, no matter how pretty they make it look, you're still eating somebody's baby. And I looked at that lamb and I'm like, delicious. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to slit your throat and cut you up into chops. <laughs> <That's> I, <laughs> sorry, dude. Yeah. I mean, that, did you not know that's what you do? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and then the counter argument is if you really want to kill a bunch of fucking living things, grow plants. Yeah. Like, do you know what it takes to farm? Oh, yeah. Literally murdering an entire ecosystem to right. plant those crops. I mean, every shrew, vole, mole, rabbit, everything, and they just get chopped up by yeah. those tines and Killing you know, those bugs. And, oh, yeah, all of it. Not and to the, mention the plant itself is a living being. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. That argument, uh, that argument's so silly. Like, we're kind of murdering a plant right now. This was the destiny of this plant. It is genetically engineered to want to be a cigar. <laughs> yeah, so really, inter- I think it's really interesting that, you know, this cigar, this price point, has has kind of had this level of nuance in it. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely not something I'd write home. Hey, uh, El Fumo, I found this awesome cigar. You got to try it, you know. But it is definitely one where if you pick it up for a daily smoke, like you're not going to feel like it was like, you know, you got chipped, yeah. you know, definitely worth the money. So I'm a little further along and I must say exactly what we said at the beginning. The strength is picking up. Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's definitely in there. Well, uh, good, good tasting notes and commentary. Uh, and with that, I think it is time for our cigar news of the week. And now your cigar news of the week. Angel Solorio. Cigar news of the week. We're smoking a cigar. <laughs> Smart ass. <clears throat> no, but uh, news of the week for uh, those Olivia fans. Oh, excuse me. I mean, Oliva fans. <laughs> uh, they are releasing the uh, Year of the Dragon. So that would be Another pretty cool. Chinese Zodiac inspired... Cigar, cigar, yeah. yay! Non trademark, uh, non trademark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about that last week. You got uh, those knuckleheads at Gurkha are suing what? Uh, oh, Davidoff. Yeah, Davidoff for for using Year of the Dragon. dragon. But like, their copyrighted like branding doesn't include Year of the Dragon. It's just right. like everything else. Dragon. It's Dragon. Frodo in the Dragon. Dragon Lord. Dragon Fire. Lord of the Flame, something like that. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then on some not so good news, EP Korea is unfortunately raising their prices. Mm. It Again. sucks for us, but hey, it's the economy. It's what they got to do. Yeah. Well, you know, the market will let them know if it's okay or not. And I think it will be because fucking Korea makes some damn yeah. good cigars and people, people are wanna... still going to pay for it. Yep. It's EP Korea. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it's different between, hey, I'll pay for an EP Carrillo, definitely not paying for a Gurkha. Right, right. Yeah, well, so, and also I think, like, you know, Carrillo's sold out consistently. Yeah. And you have trouble getting stock, and it's like, how do you Absolutely. combat that as a manufacturer? If you, can't, if you can't increase capacity, you raise prices. Right. Like, I mean, like you guys talked about the pledge. Yeah. I mean, that is a damn good smoke. I've mm-hmm. smoked a few of them. <clears throat> yeah. That's worth the price. I mean, it's a pricey, Encore. but it's it's worth the price. Yeah. It's you're getting a freaking amazing stick. So, and uh, you got uh, one more piece of news for us, huh? Oh, I almost forgot saving the best for last. So, for those uh, <clears throat> Amazon Basin fans, mm. which I have smoked one. Mm. That is such a delicious smoke. CAO. Yep. CAO will be re-releasing it this year. So <laughs> Not cheap there. either. Not cheap either. Uh, oh, that's the one with the... 
That's the one with the pigtail wrapped around it? Yeah. Gosh, I was trying to remember the name of that cigar. Uh-huh. I was telling somebody, you got to smoke this cigar. They have a long pigtail that they they bring it down and wrap it around the barrel. Yeah. And I couldn't remember. I was like, it's CAO. Yeah. I was like, is it a session? Yeah, like, and no. I smoke right through it. I don't yeah, yeah. pull it off. Yeah. I smoke right yeah. through it. Oh, that is a good cigar, man. Yeah, that you definitely got to... You know, what are they gonna charge? Like three fifty a box, probably three thirty, something like that. Crazy expensive. Steep. Yeah. So this is it's fourteen twenty nine compared to twelve. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the last time they right. released. Yeah. I mean, two years difference plus a freaking yeah. inflation last year. So yeah. In, the, in those last two years, combined inflation is twelve percent. You know, which is twelve cents per dollar if you want to think about it easily. So. That's a dollar forty-four. Yeah, on a twelve-dollar stick. Yep. So that goes from twelve to thirteen forty-four, and then you've got your supply chain costs and stuff like that. So going from twelve something to fourteen something sounds about right, actually. That's not even really a price increase if you calculate right. inflation. In. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, everything's damn expensive these days. All right, uh, I think it is time to wrap this show up and get into our ranking. We are smoking the. Perla Del Mar from J.C. Newman. This is the Corojo wrapper. Toro, six and a quarter by 54. It retails for $9 here at Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, home of the Hot Box, the Smoky Back Room, where deals are struck and fortunes are made that we are now videoing in. And a uh, box of 25 will set you back uh, $202.10. Yep. Comes out to just over $8 a stick. So uh, why don't we start with presentation? Presentation, like I said earlier, let down on the box. Just pretty much the band on the box, and that's it. Yep. Uh, no, unfortunately, no story. So let's get back into that. You know, you should. I mean, it's a great story, so why not tap into that in the marketing side of it? But you don't see that on the box unless you look up online. Hey, why did they come up with a cigar? Where did right. the cigar come from? The origins. Which is a great story. I mean, it is what it is. But I'll give it an... I think I'm going to give it a 7. Only because the box could be better. But the band is freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Is like Once you take the cello off, it looks like an expensive cigar. And they just nailed it. Like With the, with the band, it looks sharp. The colors are yeah. dead nuts. Everything is good. Um. And they missed out on the box. So I think seven is a really fair rating on presentation. And then uh, price. So, you know, a $9 stick mm-hmm. for what we're getting here. What are your thoughts? I think uh, I'm going to give it a nine because, like I said, the tobacco to um, price ratio is pretty great. Getting a lot of tobacco for nine bucks. And in this economy, that's pretty freaking great. Uh, that's almost a budget cigar. I gave it a seven for price. And. The reason for that is all I do is compare it to the other cigars at this price point. Okay. And it doesn't stand out to me. It's not bad, mm-hmm. but uh, you got plenty of offerings from uh, Perdomo, uh, DBL, um, other companies that are just as good or better um, at the same price point. So I would call this, you know, a good offering yeah. in the in the price range. Um but if I had to choose like between this PDM Corojo or another cigar at this price point, I'm not going to pick this one out just because of what it is. Yeah. Right? So, to me, that's a seven. It's good. They did a good job. Um, and we'll leave it at that. So, uh, how about construction? What do you got for construction? Construction, I'm definitely going to give it a nine. Because, I mean, it's holding very well together. The box press is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's now just a regular round Toro, so... But it hasn't fallen apart. The burn line's pretty consistent. It got a little curvy Hell there. good ash. Yeah, good ash. Uh, mine's didn't fall apart at the cap. <laughs> is yeah, it still yeah. holding on? Yeah, it is. It's okay. Yeah. So, a couple of uh, good points. Uh, burns consistently, you know, like you held your ash. Um, it was aged enough, you know, the you can tell from the, the ash and the, the quality of the ash and how it's burning. Yeah. Um, couple of things that leave something to be desired. First is the draw is a touch too tight. Yeah. It's not something you'd call tight. You wouldn't want to pull out your draw poker or mess around with it. 
It is very consistently tight. I think it's just how they made it. Um, and it's just a little tight. It wasn't as big a deal for me because I like a robust draw, um, but it's there. Number two, the cap leaf did come off. I just kind of licked it and stuck it back down, and I haven't been tonguing with it, so not as bad as it could be. Uh, third issue, you can see my burn line there. Yeah. Um, the burn line has been not pretty the whole time. Is that being picky? Yes. Are there dozens of cigar, maybe hundreds of cigar companies that consistently produce cigars with a great burn line? Yes. So it's not that picky. Um, I gave it a solid seven uh, for construction. I think it's good. Um, could be improved upon probably without any even increasing production cost. Yeah. Wouldn't mind seeing them put a little draw test in the factory on this guy. Yep. By the way, real quick, uh, since I'm getting closer to the final third, uh, the spiciness picked up just a little bit. And I'm getting a little bit of, uh, uh, what did we talk about last time? Uh, like an alcohol mm-hmm. kind of flavor to Astringent. it. Astringent. Yeah. Yeah, so very typical on Nicaraguan puros. Spice picks up, astringency picks up, strength picks up. Yeah. Uh, not surprising, but uh, I think welcome. Now, if you picked this up hoping for a kind of a buttery, smooth, mild, <laughs> you know, mid-mild smoke, yeah, it's you're not gonna that. love it the first inch. Mm-hmm. And then as you get further down, it's like, wait a minute, I'm a Nicaraguan, you know. Um, so that brings us to flavor. And uh, what are you thinking on flavor? Going to give it an eight. Thanks. You know, <clears throat> pretty consistent through. Changed a couple times. All right. I was not a fan of the uh, very strong vegetal. Right. It's not terrible, but I'm personally not a fan of it. Right. Gotcha. I had a uh, solid seven. Uh Pretty, pretty sure I'm going to give this a 7 on everything. Um, you know, the flavor's great. There's nothing to complain about. If you pick this cigar up, you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah. On the flip side, there's nothing to write home about. There's nothing that sticks out as making it special or unique or, you know, oh, you got to try this. You know, it's more just a, if you're looking for a cigar on this price point, this is a good choice. Oh, a yeah. Solid, solid daily smoke. Um the Corojo wrapper didn't do as much for me as I kind of wanted it to. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm expecting a little bit of uh, creamy spices and sweetness. Yeah. yeah, the sweetness definitely went away. Yeah. Yeah. Middle, mid-third, the sweetness kind of just drops off. Yep. Off the cliff almost. <laughs> um, so I give it a seven there. And uh, that brings us to experience and uh, use case on this cigar. I mean, you can do... Pr- Pretty much anything with it. I yeah. think, uh, you know, I would be a little hesitant to do, like, the dog walker or fishing just because it, you know, it's not that cheap. Um, at the same time, it's it's pretty affordable daily smoke in today's market. Yeah, you could grill with it, watch yeah, a game. Yeah, definitely. Um, bring it to a out. lounge. Yeah, you could smoke it in the lounge, too. Um, and you're just going to get a solid, like, approachable, uh, reliable cigar out of it. Um so what uh, what are you thinking on experience? The experience? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a seven actually, only because I didn't like the tight draw on it. Mm. Yeah, I had a uh, seven for experience as well. Big surprise. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know it's a good. It's just a. It's a good cigar. It's not yeah. a great cigar, and it's not like a super value at the price point. But you're not going to be disappointed in anything. Oh, absolutely not. It's just you know not as good as it could be in pretty much every area. Um, yeah. It's probably it's not quite good enough to do what we're doing, which is hey, let's smoke it and taste all the nuance. Yeah, uh, it's not quite there. You know, it's not uh, definitely not going to be used for any kind of celebration or special cigar. Right. You know, you could gift it to somebody like, hey, you want to smoke a cigar with me? Um, it's pretty approachable. Yep. So uh, I think seven's a fair rating. And that brings the total ranking for this. Perla Del Mar from J.C. Newman. Corojo wrapper Toro, six and a quarter by 54, to uh, 36. Okay. So mid-30s, um, which I think is right where it should be. I think if I, uh, you know, kind of um, guessed the total score, 
you know, before going through each step, I'd say mid thirties, you know, this is a solid, solid stick to pick up. And if you're, if you're in the habit of smoking $9 cigars, definitely give it a try. Uh, it's going to be totally different from like a Padron 3000 or something like that. Yeah, I definitely like the Maduro better. Yeah, this one. Yeah, I agree. I think the PDM uh, Maduro is a little bit better, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm interested, though, on the blend. Like, is the only difference between the two the wrapper? Or is there some other difference? To yeah, you? I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe that'll be a topic for another podcast. Absolutely. Well, El Fumo, thanks for joining me today. Another fantastic episode of Burnline Podcast for all of you guys out there in the interwebs. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Mm-hmm.